no, no lead up. <laughs> just jumping right into it. Just, just going to go right into it. Okay. Bump, fair enough. Bump, bump, bump. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, it really is a, a Phil Collins, take a look at me now kind of feel going on. <laughs> How's it going, Brandon? Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, somewhere between Susudio and against all odds, you know, it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I can't figure out what the hell I'm supposed to be doing during the day now. Like, it's weird. Uh, are, you, are you practicing your finger exercises to get ready for when we're getting together so we can get the band back together? <laughs> no, man. I'm like actively trying to get a few things done around the house so that I can fight depression, so that I can enjoy things. Mm. to be able to actually play guitar like i i can't get in a good enough headspace to even go pick that thing up behind me nevertheless the other two on the wall oh man so like it's it's a whole headspace game right now well hold hold on hold on hold on go go over there and pick it up pick it up right now pick it up right now pick it up right now just pick it up right now this yes this yeah 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 give me give me a give me a good uh give me a good uh GCD, the good old classics, okay. the, the GCD. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I mean, like, it, it works. Like, don't get me wrong. Nice. Like, it, yeah. it all works. Yeah. I, like, the, the muscle memory's there. Don't get me wrong. That, <laughs> that's not the issue. It's, but are the calluses there? <laughs> the calluses are not there yet, um, but I did bother to restring my regular acoustic with proper strings, so I'm not running Ooh. those nylon jobbies. Nice. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. and the other day, was maybe like middle of last week or something like that, I did break out. Um, I've got a thing. If you, if anyone's curious, it's called Amplify, A-M-P-L-I-F-I. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. That is a like desktop style um, I'm trying to think of what it would be. I guess it's more like an amp head at that point. Yeah, it's okay. But what it has the ability to do is broadcast Bluetooth. So you can plug in headphones to it or you can hook up Bluetooth headphones to it, but you can also hook up an app and then basically set your phone and use its... Uh, it's made by Line 6. So it's a reputable company and everything else like that. And the yeah. idea is it will take music from bands that you recognize acdc foo fighters so on and so forth and if they recognize what the song is or the band they will set up your guitar tone to be very similar all big so if you want to play acdc you can literally just search for either acdc or you shook me all night long or dirty deeds or what have you and you can select either rhythm or lead so you can have either angus or malcolm's guitar as your tone setup <laughs> that's fucking awesome and then right it's fucking rad and then be able to play the music via your phone through the head right into your ears along with your own guitar playing mm. so you can play alongside your existing stuff and figure out how on you are or what have you in a very confined space. And the idea is the thing is 
honestly, like it's it's not much bigger than you know it's maybe a, a loaf of rye bread, like not even a full loaf of bread. Oh, fucking cool! Like it's surprisingly small. It's lived on my desk forever, um, and it's it's pretty straightforward. And it's got you know your regular. Uh, you know, it's got multiple settings and reverb and a treble and the whole nine. And then it's got individual settings that you can, per, you know, you can program an EQ into it. And dude, it's intuitive that way. Dude, it's it's sounds pretty amazing. rad. Can, yeah, I, I, God, can you use it as an interface? Like, can you, um, is it, you? can you record with it into a, like an audio program? Like, I guess you have GarageBand. Could you record into GarageBand, like plug into your computer yeah, I mean, with it? I mean, I don't see why not. It has a line out. So I assume whatever comes out of it can be recorded like any Dude. other amp. Dude, that's so I mean, in, and I have used it in conjunction with my practice amps where I daisy chain my practice amps together and then set that head on top of it and set it up and had it where I've had both amps like set up behind me and had the thing on the table and like <laughs> ran everything and had it actually going. And like when I, when I first did it, I need to get another, uh, I have an old school thing. that was a Christmas gift forever ago where I actually have, uh, one of the, the vocalizer, uh, tubes. Oh yeah. The, um, oh, I'm trying to remember what the hell the box. name is. But talk I, box. Well, yeah, it, it's kind of a, yeah, I guess it is a talk box. It, if anyone's curious like what I'm talking about, it, it's the thing that, that Peter Frampton uses. It's the thing that comes up in... Well, well, uh, well. <laughs> right, yeah. It, it's the thing that shows well, up in the Bon Jovi songs well, and what well, have you. Well, well. And, like, right, and the idea is you set up a microphone, you set a line from the microphone to an amp, and essentially the idea is that the line, you know, what your guitar playing does is it goes into this box and then it feeds this sound up through a like rubberized tube and then literally plays the sound outside of the tube, like through the tube <laughs> and blasts it into your mouth. And then basically you swallow the microphone and then use the, the shape and size of your mouth to change the tone that happens through it. Hell yeah. And it's kind of fucking rad, honestly. That seems, I've, that seems amazing. Yeah. I, I've only done it the once, but I did actually like daisy chain everything and set everything up together and have everything set oh, up. Well, in, like, well. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder what it yeah. sounds like with an acoustic guitar. It's just like, <laughs> I can't disappointing. Oh no. <laughs> totally disappointing. Yeah. No, you, you need a ton of overdrive with that sort of thing. Like you need to turn that like echoplex stadium level reverb oh, on where it fuck. sounds like it bounces off of a goddamn arena. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, you need, you need 70s like Ario Speedwagon style guitar. <laughs> like as much reverb as possible. Just turn it way the fuck up and then just let it bounce off of every possible thing. Rip all of the foam and everything else like that off your walls. You want to bother everyone with this noise. I mean, I think it sounds like you found something to do in the morning. <laughs> Uh, yeah, well, well, part of the problem right now is that that tube. What well, one? That tube is dead. Like, it, it, yeah, it, it, they dry rot over time. In all fairness, like it was a Christmas gift from like maybe twelve years ago. Wow. Um. Yeah. So, like, on the plus side, the electronics inside still work great. So, yeah. you know, big ups to them. Um. But yeah, after a while, those tubes kind of die. So I'm gonna have to get a replacement tube for it. And with everything going on that's not happening. Yeah. I'm now I'm thinking like 
in in those in those years since Frampton dropped it came alive. Yeah, uh, someone must have made like a digital equivalent at some point. I'm sure there are digital equivalents to mm. it, but I think if you want the tone, you want the tone. Yeah, and much like I'm trying to think of the best way to put this, much like a proper piece of woodwork or you know, um, a piece of art or a forged piece of, of metal or weapon or what have you. Sometimes things just take the right tools and the craftsmanship required for it. And you can't digitally cheat your way through it. You can find one that's maybe as good. And yeah, I'm sure there's a possibility of it, but Mm -hmm. given that honestly, it's a, it's essentially a stomp box with a tube. (laughs) I, I don't exactly see the reason to reinvent the wheel. That's true. I, I'm just I just know that like digital technology has gotten to the point where like amp simulators, unless you're like a tone douchebag, Joe Schmo off the street cannot tell the difference between a digital marshal and an actual marshal. No. So no. I so I'm thinking I've I gotta think someone out there has has done this. I, and of course after we get off this, I'm gonna go research. In fact I'm sure you're gonna find something. Yeah, like the reality of it is is that the only thing that I can think will <laughs> I have my Pro Gear Sweetwater catalog right here. <laughs> if you order a set of strings from Sweetwater, not only will they assign you your very own Sweetwater engineer who will call you on the fucking phone and ask if you oh, need help, but they will send no. you this catalog and no. I I no, love this catalog. No, no. Because it has all these tempting things. But also, if you ever need like packing material, you just rip out pages and crumple it up and, and do that. Right, stuff. right. Yeah. Like what you're telling me is that Sweetwater is the U line of the music world where you they end are. up getting catalogs yeah. way too often yeah. for things that you're never going to order. And you could just use a website like an adult. But, but Brandon, you get these great fo- photos of uh, uh, the, the, the PRS Silver Sky. Which is not a Stratocaster. It's a Stratocaster. But you get these it's a giant stop it. photos. It's, it's a fucking Strat. Stop it. Like, <laughs> genuinely, stop this. Like, you're better than this. Also, you were the one who was telling me about, like, some online company. What was it? Orange something or other or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or- right, Orangewood, yeah, I think. like, Orangewood, right. Who make beautiful acoustic guitars at, like, half the price of oh, some yeah. of the other major, major manufacturers. Yeah. By the way, not an official sponsor, but I would love them to be. Yeah. But you, you have the audacity to send me links <laughs> of companies that are definitely not in that catalog. And then at the same time be like, but look at this catalog. Like, don't. <laughs> Don't do that. You're like every one of my <laughs> super technical buddies who shows me like one of those old school McMaster car uh, catalogs. Yeah, yeah. And they're gorgeous. <laughs> but who needs that? Well, yeah. I mean, when 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 we're able to actually see each other and practice with each other, I want to get one of those orange woods because that's exactly that's what we need uh, for this project. Oh, I know. We're be I, no, no argument whatsoever. I think it's got to be one of those things where like, we got to figure out some sort of, we got to nail that list down. Like, I, mm-hmm. I think we need like three songs that we need to agree on to buckle down on okay. and really get serious about. And then we've got to do some sort of like non-podcast Zoom meeting thing or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. Because, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm out of practice. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling disconnected from the world. I'm sure like <laughs> everyone else. Everyone else is like fucking duh. But yeah, like, 
It's rough, Jamie. It's hard out there. Well, I could put you on our schedule. Like we have a schedule now uh, where we we chat with um, one of our friends who has a kid and Audrey reads stories to them. And then um, Hazel's grandparents on Audrey's side and then my grandparents and then her cousins. So like we have a whole rotation of people that we, we do FaceTimes with and I could just fit you in. Cause like, I, I think, I think we might have to do something like that. Yeah, like, for sure. Honestly, I, I want to get on the story reading one. Cause frankly, like I'm just <laughs> doing that just seems fun. Just yeah. settling in with a good book and <laughs> Yeah, and uh, Audrey um, Audrey's also set up like on Tuesdays. Uh, that's why we changed our recording night. Uh, Tuesday evenings, yeah. um, she meets with her friends. And then Sunday evenings, we do movie night. So it rotates. Each couple picks a movie. See, that's that's cool. Like, I, yeah. man, I got to be clever about that. I mean, it's we funny because could- like I... I realize now that in, in this post art fight world that you and I are, are living in now, yeah. you'd be like, yeah, I need to go hang out with, with my friends online. And it was like, you are, <laughs> you are <laughs> of your friends who will participate online. You're looking at them. That's, that's it. I, I got, I got Jamie. That's yeah. new, the new normal realizing this. Yeah, I come yeah. coming to grips with it. I mean, I think um I think we could probably rope Dan into it too. Um probably good. But like, yeah, it's yeah. That yeah. I yeah. I discovered that soon after. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's not go down that rabbit hole. You know what I realized we haven't done? What? We haven't introduced the show. I, that was our cold opening. Done an introduction. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Well, uh, Jamie just presses the button. Jamie Noguchi, tell him who we are. We are the fucking do it cast. We are part of the hard knock media podcasting umbrella. That's NOC nerds of color. So check it out. Uh, you got the URL above and below. If you're listening on audio, it's hardknockmedia.com where you can see the entire lineup of the nerds of color podcasts. They're all amazing. They all have insightful things about culture, entertainment, and then you have us, where it's basically me and Brandon shooting the shit for a while. So yep. it, it's amazing. Talking about food porn and sad guitars. That's yes. what we're doing here. So once uh, once your brain has been stimulated and, and challenged, you can come to us. We're like the junk food of the podcasts. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> Like when you're tired of dining on on fine like Michelin star cuisine, you come to us to get a slappy greasy burger. That's the way I think of it. Yeah, like please understand, we are the gas station beacon of food. We're, we're the Wawa <laughs> podcast. We're the the sheets of podcasts. I'm not saying you're gonna get a bad meal, but it's not gonna be a smart choice. Yeah. Like, you're flipping through just digital pages of, like, you know, 
I didn't really think of pepperoni as a topping, but you know, <laughs> I I'm I'm gonna explore how far this pulled pork sandwich can go. Let's let's go ahead and do this. We're we're that questionable red pickle sausage that you get at the at the at no, the gas station. No, no, no. That's that's just Jamie. That that is literally just Jamie. It, it's it's got questionable packaging. You know you shouldn't eat it. When you eat it, everyone around you will look around going, "Bruh, you all right?" Like, I, have who you got you? Have you ever eaten one of those, Brandon? No, I've watched you eat they're one. Like, good. please understand. They're kind of good. I have, I have dined on muskrat voluntarily and will not eat that pickled fucking pink sausage that you get at a gas station. Like, because I know oh, how often they get, they only make 26 of those a year. Only 26. That's why I'm so strong. <laughs> right. That's why you're so right. Like that's, that's the reality of it. Genuinely. They make 26 of them a year. Jamie's responsible for the digestion of seven of them. He eats nine, only digest seven. Yeah. You don't know where that other one went. It just, it just kind of floats. No, I understand what it, what it does. Like I'm relatively convinced that's how you've managed to power through so many projects is because you actually have like nuclear waste it's in your stomach. Like- right, yeah, yeah. It's just, <laughs> every time you start to feel like a little like, oh man, I, I need I need a thing. What you're doing is saving the rest of us from a nuclear meltdown. <laughs> I do it for the culture. I do it for the people. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody gets a Geiger counter up on your ass. It's going to just be nothing but clicks and screams just everywhere. Yeah. Um, all right, Brandon. Uh, yeah. What are you geeking on in this, our 69th episode? <laughs> you can't, you can't do that. Like I, I'm, I'm racking my brain trying to figure it out. And you're like in our 69th episode, like nice. Oh man. All right. Um, let's see. What am I geeking on? So, um, I've been doing a couple things. One, I've been watching what I have heard other people on the internet refer to it as sanity porn by rewatching West wing. Um, yeah, my parents are doing that. Yeah. 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 Just for a bit of like, things are okay. Things are okay. Um, been doing a lot of youtube lately been going down rabbit hole after rabbit hole of youtube oh yeah 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 what, um, any, getting any into some ones so there's a couple of things uh one uh that i have sung the praise of before a brand called hoonigan they do car racing stuff and everything else like that they're doing a whole experience where they usually would all be together in their centralized space. They would create media content. They would work on cars. They would do projects. They would do television shows, what have you. Now they're all having to work separately from home. So they started a new series on their channel called Home Wreckers. Or sorry, no, Home Ranchers. That's what it is. Um, where they're at home in their garages across the country working on their project cars and essentially trying to inspire you to be like, hey, look, stay home, stay safe. Now's the time, if you've got it, to start working on these projects and they're trying to kind of motivate everyone else to do the same. I, I have a question. Um, yes. So 
There is a car in our neighborhood that is black and red, and it has a hoonigan on the side of it. Is okay. that okay? Is that a fan of the show or is there a yes. car? Okay. No, that is a, that is 100% a fan of the show. The idea okay. of Hoonigan is a brand. It, it's, a, it's a life brand. I've, I've seen this all over the place. Yeah. If anyone's curious what I'm talking about, um, either you, you probably know really well or you don't. Search Ken Block or Jim Connor car. Jim uh-huh. um, Connor is a whole video series that they did. They also had an Amazon show that was Emmy nominated for shooting their, their newest uh, Jim Connor video. Um, Hoonigan is the brand version of that. They do t-shirts and hoodies and all sorts of stuff like that. And then video content where they go out and they shoot videos for car magazines and or manufacturers and or their own content, what have you. Um, And right. And it's a pretty rad sort of experience. So I've been going down like a rabbit hole of that rabbit hole of experiencing uh, the late night shows and their at home broadcasts have been a whole experience for me. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then getting into some weird stuff like I discovered and discovered it as a strong word. It popped up on a suggestion. I had never heard of him before. He's a comedian out of Australia called Randy Feltface, <laughs> And it's a guy who has a purple puppet who <laughs> delivers a regular comedy act, but in the best kind of way. Right. Yeah. Because it's a Muppet acting as if he's a whole thing. So like him talking about being sober now, and there's probably the best thing you want to do uh, as an example, it's about a 20 minute video, give or take. It's definitely worth watching is Randy uh, buys a bookshelf off of a website called Gumtree. So if you search like uh, Randy bookshelf Gumtree on YouTube, it'll pop up. And he tells a story about buying a bookshelf from a guy and the whole premise uh, of like the guy, you know, him assuming something about the guy, but the guy also being like an enigma of a texture where he's like very specific about one thing, but then just immediately shorthands everything else. And he's like, <laughs> I don't know what this guy is. And then a whole story ensues afterward where he talks about getting his face split open and what have oh you. Oh my God. And right. And, but at a certain point, Again, we're talking about a fucking puppet. Like, <laughs> just <laughs> <right>? <laughs> so I was like, "Holy shit!" Right, and then you suddenly remember that the person telling you this story is a purple felt puppet, and it being very, very good with him. You know, kind of doing the thing in the beginning of like, "Look, this is not for children." So. Please, if there's anyone under the age of 18, I can't fucking see you, but know that you should leave. Yeah, get the fuck out. Yeah, like, I have eyes. These are plastic. And him, like, <laughs> slapping his own face. Oh, man, that so sounds awesome. That, yes, so that, that's that been really good. So I've been kind of going down a, a rabbit hole of that and then trying to find other things to watch on Netflix. I haven't dug into Tiger King yet. I refuse. I, I refuse. You refuse? Interesting. Like... I think at a certain point, I, I, I refused to jump in initially because I was like, I don't really care that much. Because anything that everyone gets fucking pumped about, I, I lose interest. Yeah. Like, and I don't know if this is some sort of, like, I'm, I'm sure what this is is some, some fucking hipster shit where I'm just like, the mainstream likes it, fuck that. <laughs> uh, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I'm sure it's good, but I just haven't dug into it yet. No. Um, so just trying to kind of dig through a whole series of yada yadas. Um, yeah. But yeah, so that's been basically what I've been geeking on is just trying to find 
content to keep me interested in things. Um, mm-hmm. The other thing I've been doing is my girlfriend and I are, are moving in together uh, earlier than we had initially planned. I think I mentioned this on a previous uh, episode. Nice. So been helping her kind of redo and move everything and yada yada. So like, um, I don't know if you can see the camera or whatever it is, but I actually moved her entire office and oh, wow. uh, unpack all of this. Right. So we're going to share our office space together. You have a co-working um, space. Yeah, we, we basically set up a co-working space. So it's been, it's been that. So like we got her office stuff in here. We have to set it up. I moved a bunch of stuff as far as like clothes. So like we got basically her bedroom moved out of her place that she has with a roommate. Um, but we have till like the end of the month of April to get everything out of there. So at a certain okay. point, like it's going to be playing musical furniture and what have you. And then the sudden realization hit me the other day that we're in social distancing time. I've managed to secure a truck. Oh, but I had a sudden realization that I'm going to basically be moving myself because I love her dearly, but she doesn't have the best back and I can't willingly put her in a position. And I know at some point along the way, I'm going to be throwing a sofa up on my shoulder and walking it through that front door. Oh, bitch. And suddenly realizing like there's a sofa, there's an entertainment center, there's a couple of, you know, there's a dining table. I'm basically going to end up having to strongman this stuff out. And I got to figure out a creative way to do it because thanks to all this stuff going on, I am currently out of work and currently uninsured. So I've got to be super smart about how I handle this stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, um, big shout out to every fucking asshole who's like, hey, make sure you get on, you know, the uh, sign up for the insurance by the time. Not if you don't have fucking income. Like, I shouldn't have to decide between having my car repossessed or losing my house or having health insurance. Just Fuck, throwing man. that one out there. Um, so anyone who'd like to fight me in the parking lot, I'll gladly pay the most likely six to $40,000 of medical bills afterward fucking fight me. But yeah. uh yeah, the insurance setup right now is a whole goddamn experience. You should um not go outside because I don't have health insurance. No, no, no. You should give me a call when you need to move stuff because I will cover my body in Tyvek and <laughs> I will glow. I will help and you suffocate. move. Shit. I will su- I will sweat <laughs> in the grossest shit to help you move this stuff. <laughs> like I will, I will, yeah. I will get one of those beekeeper outfits and like, right. Yeah. It, this, and this is the funny thing that I realized, you know, for all of the friends that, that we, you know, that we have and or had at the time, uh, <laughs> I could only get like a handful of y'all to fucking show up when I moved into the house in the first place. So yeah. the idea of me asking anyone to actually help move now, yeah. <laughs> fucking, I, I'm not even going to bother right now. I, so like, uh, I know better. The, the week before um, uh, the, the governor said, like, you know, shelter in place, stay at home and stuff, I went, um, yeah. Alex called me up because he was helping a friend move a, move a couch. So I did that before quarantine. I will do that during quarantine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. you, give, you give me a call, I will show up in a hot box and I will, yeah. I will help you. <laughs> I, I got gloves. I will help you move things. Like, I hate yeah. moving shit. 
Like I hated it when I was doing it with my stuff. So anytime anyone asks, I will be there because it is not fun. No, it's, it's not fun. It's just, it's that sudden realization of like, okay, yeah. Um, it's, it's a whole experience. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah coming to grips with making all these decisions in real time and being like, Hey, what's the smart financial call for the two of us? And, and yada, yada. Like, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a whole experience of, you know, kicking myself of not preparing more, but then asking the question, like, how the fuck does anybody how, really, yeah. How do you this anticipate much? this shit? Yeah. Uh, you, how do you anticipate it? You make sure that you have enough put aside that you can basically spend a year sitting at home, not making any money. And I don't know anyone who reasonably, can get divorced and do that no so no (laughs) (laughs) yeah yes yes that's that's the reality of the situation is like hey so divorce pay for the house yourself cover all your bills yourself go find a new job go get a new job be without insurance in between wait for the start period to start up decide whether or not you want to sign up for cobra make the decision that you're thinking about signing up for cobra get laid off and then here we are and you're like, yeah, no, do I have that sort of, yeah, no, of course <laughs> I have thousands put aside. Yeah, shit, Don't you man. understand? Yeah. Well, you, you, you fucking call me because I'll make, the, I'll, make <laughs> I'll make this happen. Yeah, like I, I, and, and please bear in mind, for as much as I'm, I'm bitching about this, I am very lucky in the sense that I have people like you and people like my buddy Phil, who's helping me out, and uh, you know my my loving girlfriend Nicole, and I gonna get on the other side of this. I know everything's gonna be fine, all in all, but it's one of those like this is a very humbling experience for me of spending a lot of time, like you know, dealing with all of that fun stuff and a whole thing of, God, what was it last week? Um, dealing with family drama that came with all of this because of course now is the time where family, my father reached out and there's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. See, for those of you listening at home, Jamie just stopped, closed his eyes because he realizes how much of a clusterfuck that is and then started shaking his head because he realizes, because Jamie, you understand, he's here for me, and he wants to be here for me in this time of need, and he wants to give me money, but I have to, have to. Sorry, let me let me double back. I, my father, Jamie, you're me, Brandon. I want to, in this tough time, give you a gift of some money to help you through. Now. There's no strings attached, but you and I need to have a relationship. There's no strings attached at all. I'll just give you this money, but you and I, hang on. I I need you to listen to me. I need you to understand that in this scenario, I'm the adult here, and I need you to know that we have to have a relationship. That seems like a string that is attached. What? What? No, no. I said no strings. You're, you're so aggressive about this. You're just, you seem so angry about this. And I don't know what I did to get this anger from you, but I'm, I'm out here offering an olive branch. I'll come, I'll drop it in your mailbox. Like, but you know, I think I have a right to know what's going on in your world. Don't you? Hmm? 
<laughs> Don't you think your father deserves to know what's going on, especially when he is offering you help with no strings attached? Did you did you send him a link to the podcast? <laughs> that, that's a relationship. It's a one-way relationship. I do a podcast and you get to listen. <laughs> I like and I don't block your IP address. <laughs> like I I Holy shit, dude. I, I now bear this in mind. I did block him on Facebook because I don't need that drama. Yeah, 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 yeah. But the rest of my world is wide open. He can Google me. Like, oh, he for sure. actually know what's going on. He, he very much could find this. Yeah, like, for there's sure. There's no reason why he couldn't. It will require effort on his end, and he ain't going to do that because, you know, logic, reason, a bit of a Google search, and okay, boomer. But, you know, like... I, <laughs> but that that's a relationship. It's a one-way relationship. But that's a relationship. You know what? <laughs> that's the one I'm okay with. And reasonably, now here's the most interesting part, is I have asked every member of my blood family that respectfully for my own mental health, that if you call me at three o'clock in the morning and you say, I'm stranded by the side of the road, I couldn't get a hold of anybody, I need you to come get me. I won't ask questions. I'll get up, I'll find pants, I'll come bail you out. Whatever it is, I don't care what the financial hardship is, I don't care if it's changing a tire, I don't care if it's picking you up from the hospital or whatever it is, I'll do it. My dad, any one of my family, I'll absolutely do it without question. We don't need to have a conversation about it. And it won't be a thing that I'll give you a hard time about later. It'll be, hey, no problem. This is what family's for. I'm here. We're good. What I don't want is to have a friendship with you because you're toxic as fuck. Mm. And I've asked in no uncertain terms, I respect you, but I need you to respect me. And I need you to know that I need you to leave me alone. Yeah. I, I'm not mad. I'm not aggressive. I'm not calling anybody a motherfucker. I'm not throwing undue things around. I'm not calling you names. I'm not blaming you for things or anything else like that. I've acknowledged that I am unable to have a, a chill conversation with you. We, we can't just shoot the shit yeah. because the second we we are in a room it's a creme brulee yeah right yeah yeah we we can you know emergency stuff what have you you know we, there was a death in the family um you know a couple months back i showed up made sure i was there helped one of the family members maybe possibly the one who happened to give me a hard time just recently uh, after he had a meltdown about how one of the other family members was laid to rest, even though it was part of their will. Uh, they didn't like that very much. And they decided to have a meltdown and scream at everyone. I managed to smooth everything over, get everyone back in the same room, try and chill everyone out. Weirdly, and this might be a petty thing of me, I see only one in a suit at a funeral, which felt fucking weird, but that's whatever. Yeah, yeah, it, it depends. It depends on the culture, I guess, because like right, when, I, we're not when I die, I don't want anyone in a suit. I was like, you got to come comfortable. I, 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 I get that. I, and I think that's the difference of, of you and maybe, you know, a gentleman who is respected traveler, you know, uh, you know, high level corporate, uh, corporate guy, really yeah, well respected like a, in the community. That sounds like a suit time. That sounds like a suit kind of thing, especially when, you know, it's like, okay, you're... 
you are a um a father figure let's say of the family i mm. feel like the mm-hmm. suit's a sign of respect yeah and when half of them couldn't bother to to find anything with buttons nevertheless the one that i was most annoyed about not even be able to find clean black jeans um and i'm there in a suit it was felt felt very weird you should not go to a funeral dressed like you're going to a podcast (laughs) Uh, yeah i yeah this ain't funeral garb y'all it's not like yeah yeah. (laughs) dustin he sure ain't gonna cut it (laughs) yeah when when you're laying meemaw to when you're laying down meemaw she doesn't care if you're a hunter or a titan like i don't i don't know like Anyway, so I was there for that. Mm-hmm. Now, I didn't find out about this from my father. But, you know, whatever. I was there. I, I did my part. Yeah. So you were telling me uh, you don't want to be in a room where, you know, he's telling you, he's still calling you, bo- you're 36, he doesn't want you to call him. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's one of those, um, oh, I, we should probably, uh, state that we had the call drop out. So, uh, we're picking back up where we were. So I apologize if, uh, the edit seems a little hard or, or what have you. Um, For sure. sure how we'll be able to edit the, the video will look weird. The audio, you won't notice the difference. <laughs> uh, okay. Sure. <laughs> if you say so. Um, <laughs> Anyway, yeah, so it's one of those, like, I don't want to be in a situation where I'm in a room with any of these guys. You know, when when my dad was going through his whole experience with substances and what have you, uh, you know, the other the other brothers, you know, my uncles, um, two of them basically were like, well, why don't you just get the shit together and just take care of it? <laughs> Jesus. For, for transparency's sake, is so that everyone should understand, like I dropped out of college for this. I almost went bankrupt twice for to get him clean and straight and everything else like that. God so, uh, you know, the idea of me being a little bitter about this whole process is, it, it's you know, it, it's a bit of an understatement. But in turn, after a couple years of all of this you know, maybe like the last two years, I decided just, I want to know part of it. And I made a real effort last year on like Father's Day of taking my dad out and trying yeah, to yeah. You know, bury the hatchet in the whole nine. And we were totally fine with an Orioles game, got back on the ride back, started in with, with everything. And it went from, you know, uh, you know, it, uh, I really think that, you know, you should open your world up to different things. Him trying to talk me into watching Fox News, which, uh, you know, political <laughs> stuff, whatever, that, that's fine. Um, to then telling me that I'm an idiot uh, because I believe that Sandy Hook wasn't an inside job. And oh, that, Jesus. Yeah, and me getting really frustrated about that. And then you know, basically blaming me for my mother leaving. And there's a lot of just, there's a lot of anger from both ends. And I was not okay. And we were done after that. And yeah. it got very loud and, <clears throat> and a little physical. And it just was not, it was not a good, a good place for anyone to be in. Yeah. And I told myself then, I was like, that's it, we're <clears throat> done. And it got to the point where I got so tired of getting texted 
by my uncles that I just literally just had a conversation with, with one of them like back in January and just like, look, respectively, I'll answer the phone. Bad shit happens. But otherwise I beg of you, leave me alone. Yeah. Like for my own mental health, if you can respect me enough that just leave me be, I'm not going to be aggressive at anybody. I'm not going to badmouth anybody. I'm not going to pick a fight with anybody or anything else like that. I just want to be left the fuck alone. Like I just, I want to be able to go off in the distance and have the crew of people that I've managed to keep together and call them family and be good with all of that because I just don't seem to mesh with all of you. And I don't know if that's my doing or if it's your doing or it's a bit of both or whatever it is, but like my, I can't seem to not, place a lot of the blame on you and that's probably a shortcoming on my behalf right and i haven't figured out how to squash that so the smartest thing that i can do is not put myself in a situation where i'm screaming at people yeah like it feels like the healthiest thing that i can possibly do for all parties involved i don't think they want to be yelled at by me i don't (laughs) want to feel that way like I i don't need any of that yeah so the idea of while all of this is happening with the pandemic and what have you that I'm being screamed at. And it's like, you know what? <laughs> like, <laughs> God damn it. it's, I can't even threaten to punch anyone in the face, Jamie, because I have to maintain social, social distancing. distancing. You, understand? <laughs> you understand how fucking frustrating that is that I have to actually risk infection to want to punch someone in the face and you, you i stand seriously across the street and i'll stand here I'm, and i'll start chucking things at you i'm standing in my living room holding my phone out from my head not on speakerphone just holding it out from my head and hearing the berating coming at me and looking at my phone going i want to punch this motherfucker in the face <laughs> and then pause a second and realize you're not allowed like even more so than regular like you could end up going to jail not allowed yeah you you're double not allowed and yeah. you're being really aggravated about it being like no <laughs> click hang up and then the next day from a different phone number that i hadn't blocked get another call and because <sighs> i'm right and like and bear in mind because i'm out of work i don't know who's calling me for whatever reason. So I'm concerned. I'm applying for things, what have you. I don't know who's calling me. So I get a call from a number I don't recognize. It's in the right area code of being in Baltimore County where I live. Okay. So I answer the phone and immediately we're right back off to the races. I thought there were no strings. (laughs) I (laughs) thank you. (laughs) These sounds like a lot of strings. Maybe like I, yeah. ropes, ropes instead yeah, of strings. You know, like, I, it, it's not, it's not even, it's not. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's, it's one, you know what it is? It's a fucking boat rope. It's yeah, the sort yeah, of yeah, thing yeah, yeah, yeah. that is designed to hold a 20 foot hauler around. Like something with a fucking sail <laughs> meant to tie you to fucking port. Oh, Jesus so, Christ. No strings. You're a hundred percent right. But there's a big ass rope. No strings, but a rope. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's the reality of it. It's just like, I want to blame it on my ego, not being willing to accept this. 
quote unquote gift. <laughs> At the same time, I'm like, yeah, it's gonna shorten your lifespan, man. If if it makes it sense. already has though. Yeah, like, that's yeah. the thing. Yeah, reality is what I should just do is take the berating, block all the numbers that come in, screen all my phone calls, and just take the money and run. (laughs) (laughs) But the problem is, motherfucker knows where I live. Yeah. And then we've got a whole other thing. He's he's going to want to show up. at some point along the way, this thing's going to be over, and either I owe somebody money because there are strings attached, or the second social distancing is over, I got to chase somebody off my fucking porch. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's no, it's no good. I, why are people like this? I don't know, man. I, I don't know. It's, it's like, like, cause I, I get the idea that in a crisis, right. And let's not pretend that's what we're all experiencing is, is a For crisis. Sure. When, For sure. When people go into panic, you tend to see the best and the worst of people that that's been my experience. When you, when you really start to squeeze people, you start to see who they really are at the very least under pressure. And there is nothing wrong. And please bear this in mind. There's nothing wrong as far as I am personally concerned with someone protecting themselves. Yeah. You don't have to be, you know, altruistic all the time you don't have to to give all the time or anything else like that hell you don't have to give at all i'd rather know that you're selfish and that you're going to only protect number one because at least then i can work around this like i'll know that like no no you're going to be fine over there you're going to protect you yeah cool like i'm good with that yeah but when things get bad and you use thinly veiled olive branches as a way to pull people in to your bullshit like it's emotional blackmail what yeah like it 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 really is like it's one of those like well i can't be miserable around other people because i'm just not allowed right now (laughs) and nobody cares about me on facebook anymore so (laughs) now i gotta do something else so then they start to reach out to the people who have gotten away from them, I guess is the kindest way to put that. I feel like you were pushed away, though. It's not like you... No, no, let's be clear. He wants me to be part of, of his orbit. Mm. Like, if I wanted that, I could be there with bells on. He'd love to talk to me every fucking day. That's a choice on my end. Mm. But as far as my own sanity is, is is here, I can't see a reason to deal with that. And like, and in full transparency, I've spoken to doctors about this. Like, I I've gone to people to talk through this stuff, and the consensus that seems to be hitting every time is: <laughs> Do you have the ability to remove these toxic relationships in your life? It's like, yeah, uh huh, yep. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, some of them are going to be more expensive than others. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, no, we we can do this. We can totally do this. Yeah, this sometimes is, you this, don't this need to fun. be around certain people. Right, and, and sometimes also like, and bear this in mind, 
this was an uncomfortable reality of, of leaving something like Art Fight, where I found myself arguing with people who I genuinely love and care about to this day about things that really weren't worth arguing and fighting about because I was mad about a bazillion other things. And it's like, I got to start cutting things out so that I can get to the root of whatever it is so that I can try and find some fucking calm water. Like, mm-hmm. sea's way too choppy. And I think part of the problem is, is that I'm standing here rocking the fucking boat back and forth <laughs> causing the problem like and it's not a sea it's a goddamn bathtub like i'm in a bathtub standing (laughs) on a buoy yeah and i'm just fucking rocking this thing back and forth and then i have the audacity to go why the fuck is this place so choppy this water needs to calm down (laughs) no no son you gotta like you have to take some personal responsibility yeah and you have to stop like you have to stop rocking the boat and once you stop rocking the boat then suddenly you start to notice like Motherfucker, that thing's moving around a lot. Yeah. Like a whole lot. That's (laughs) that's gotta go. Yeah. Or like, maybe I don't want to be over there no more. Yeah, you know what? (laughs) Turns out, that port, while familiar, is a bad idea. (laughs) Like, that's... Like... Yeah, I need to take a lesson from a one Jack Sparrow and just acknowledge that some places are just, they're not worth going to. No, like, no, I, I gotta just, I, I gotta collect my bottles and grab my hat and fucking haul ass out of there. Like, cause somebody's got to lean into my, like, Somebody's got to hop on my boat and lean into me drunkenly and go, it's a bad idea, Savvy. I just be like, yeah, yeah, you know what? I do Savvy. I, I, I do. I fucking Savvy. Let's take the vote this door. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, I, I need to use all of the experience of all of the really influential people in my world and which are mostly pop culture and friends who bother to yell at me because they're not actually afraid of me and, and just trust <laughs> in their guidance and just know that they're like, you need to get the fuck out of there. Like, <laughs> yeah, when, right. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. I have to start acknowledging when somebody goes, Hey, you all right. What they mean to say is get out, get out. now. <laughs> Run. I'm afraid yeah. that you're going to turn on me. So I'm going to sugarcoat the shit out of this, but <laughs> do us a favor. Leave. <laughs> right, yeah. Yeah. Get like, out. God, I wish someone, like, while I was having a conversation, like, you know, big group dinner or something like that, and they see me kind of staring off into the distance, looking clearly miserable, I wish someone would have leaned into my ear and just went, run. Run right now. <laughs> we kind of did that at AwesomeCon that one time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Turns out. Yeah, start doing the, that timeline. Uh, Guy Fieri, be like, we're watching Guy Fieri. This doesn't feel good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you know what? Guy Fieri isn't a bad guy. <laughs> he brings us so much joy. He brings a ton of joy. He helps more small... Guy Fieri helps more small business per capita than any grant that could happen from a government loan like for sure i mean he puts a lot of small businesses on the map tons of small restaurants and businesses and diners and what have you have gotten so much publicity and cause people that if they happen to be in another city and they're flying to somebody goes out and they're like hey wait 
I'm coming to Baltimore. There was a place I remember seeing on Triple D. And then <laughs> them going to go to these places. Like, yeah. I ended up having animosity toward a guy with, with his greatest – his greatest like foible is wearing flames and having frosted tips. <laughs> and as someone who grew up in the age of new metal, yeah, the idea of giving the members of Lincoln Park a free pass but not Guy Fieri <laughs> is just plain wrong. Yeah, for sure. For like, sure. It's just it's it's wrong. Like, because Guy Fieri doesn't force me to listen to Crazy Town. Like, I don't have to listen to Butterfly over and over again. I don't. No. no. I don't have to go watching a a Jane Silent Bob movie again. I don't. Like, he's not forcing me to do these things. All he's doing is going to a place and being like, hey, so I don't care for eggs, but the Huevos Rancheros at this place (laughs) is fucking baller. So if you ever find yourself in Des Moines, and I'm like, I don't know when I'll be in Des Moines, but I've got a fucking checklist. But that, yeah. like, right, yeah, the, the second you, you go to a city, you're traveling to a city, the first thing you do is search food in that area. Guy and it's a better than average thing. <laughs> right, if you see Guy Fieri showed on an episode of Triple D, this and this, and you're checking that YouTube clip and you're like, fuck, that guy looks like kind of a douchebag, but fuck is that good? Like, oh yeah, I don't know, yeah, like I don't know where he became suddenly like Food Network's Nickelback. And and why he ended up getting that, <laughs> but <laughs> I I want that job. Like I was, I've been watching a lot of these food things, and I'm like, we can do this. We can totally do this. We can do this. Yes, like genuinely. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the it, problem, like, not, I mean, the, not now, but like we can do this. No, I mean, fuck it. You know what? I would love if if that's the new series. I managed to sneak out on quarantine and I get takeout from <laughs> the only places that are open and yeah, then yeah, do yeah. YouTube reviews yeah. in the parking lot. Yeah. Hey guys, we're not allowed inside because of COVID-19, but let's talk about the takeout Huevos Rancheros and R&R Takira here in Baltimore. And just, just <laughs> That'd be dope as fuck, man. I, yeah, like Styrofoam <clears throat> Confessions or something like that where it's just nothing but us talking about takeout food from places that are still open who need a bit of a boost. (laughs) That'd be great. (laughs) That'd be great. Like, you know what the terrifying thing is? What is Guy Fieri doing right now? (sighs) Sitting on a bunch of money in Flavortown. Bunch of money, right. Bunch of money in Flavortown. Right, Right. but think about this. His sons are home, right? Because they can't be in school right now. Right. So his kids are home. He, I assume he's married. I think so. I think he is. Let's assume he is. Let's yeah. assume that their relationship is probably pretty okay. He seems like a half decent guy, maybe a little obnoxious, but genuinely okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's home. He can't go traveling around in his Camaro. He can't go running a supermarket sweep style show. He can't go hosting anything else. <laughs> he's not able to have other people cook for him. So he's been traveling the country for years, being either in charge of a situation, having a team of people wait on him, or going to restaurants and having people feed him multiple times a day. I'm not even clear whether or not he enjoys cooking anymore, Mm. 
But right now, I have a feeling Guy Fieri is having the hardest time. Like, it's one, of, it's one or the other. He's either having the hardest time coming to grips with the idea that he, a formerly top-known chef, has to re-fall in love with cooking again and have the hardest people judging him, which are his family. Right. Or he has to suddenly just lean into it and go <laughs> and get just beyond bowling shirt fat. Because the only places that like, because you got to figure like if if you found out that your restaurant is close to guy, and you can make something from his menu or whatever it is, I'd be sliding into his DMs with the quickness. I'd oh, be like, yeah, yo, guy, I found out that you know your place is only like a mile and a half from me. I'll make you anything you'd like. I'll have it hand delivered to you. You can just Venmo me cash and we'll just work on some sort of credit thing. I'll feed the whole family. Yeah. I'd float my business oh, yeah. on feeding Guy Fieri. Like yeah. just Yeah. Oh yeah. Cause that guy can Because right. I have to assume that guy can eat. He's got, I think, two, maybe three sons, and they're college boys, so you know they can fucking eat. And the <laughs> dude's got cash. Yeah. So like I got to believe that somewhere out there, someone is genuinely making bank during this just off of Guy Fieri. Like, I have to. I hope that's the case. Yeah. Because genuinely the idea of him suddenly deciding that he is going to host a cooking show for himself has got to be painful. Yeah, I imagine. And like, I can't see him making food for the love of food anymore. Well, yeah. And his kids aren't going to want like any fancy new wave stuff or anything like that or any, like anything fun to whoa, make. They're whoa, just going to want. Whoa, like, I, hang on a second. Let's be clear here. Fancy and new wave. The dude's restaurant hosts a series of sauces led by the one and only donkey sauce. <laughs> this guy is not exactly on the forefront of of culinary technology like there's no gas streaks happening in in guy's kitchen like please know this (laughs) yeah yeah but uh, yeah i imagine i imagine if you're around food all day the last thing you want to do is step into a kitchen and and be cooking because like yeah that's how you got to where you are right yeah like i get i like i totally understand that i i remember watching uh what is it ugly delicious or something like that where they were talking about like what do you eat when you get home it's like most nights when i get done a shift a bag of popcorn is yeah. my dinner and then I fall asleep and it's like, I feel really sad. And then you realize like, yeah, I get this though. Like at a yeah. certain point you don't want to spend 12 hours on a line cooking shifts and then go home and suddenly be like, well, you know what? <laughs> I was thinking about turning in, Yeah, but I think the call of Asabuco is just <laughs> the siren song from the kitchen. I'm going to get it up. I know I only get six hours and cocaine can only do but so much for sleep. <laughs> but fuck that order in the morning. I got to make me some oxtail. Like, yeah, it's probably, it's probably simple shit. Like, I have to believe that for a lot of these people, it's fucking like box mac and cheese and ramen. Yeah. Like, they just they don't want to. Now, it makes me wonder if at a certain point – if they it, like it starts to eat itself and they're finally at the point now that where they've been out of work long enough that like they're getting a little ambitious 
we're making a risotto today right yeah (laughs) yeah, like bobby flay's scrolling amazon for asian cookbooks and somebody has to get him away from his fucking computer like (laughs) stop it bobby stop it yeah stop it bobby stop it right yeah stop it bobby but 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 what but what is hey hear me out southeast west stop it bobby just stop it just just hear me stop it bobby (laughs) yes oh man yeah yeah like like hear me out hear me out hang on wait a second time out texas tie like i can merge bobby bobby (laughs) i can merge the cultures of of arizona bobby soft ass food right right and traditional cambodian cuisine Right? God damn it, Bobby! <laughs> right, like d- just just hear me out, right? So I've 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 managed to I've managed to find this cookbook where I can kind of cobble together some Cambodian stuff, but instead of having all of the <laughs> traditional vegetables from the region, I've replaced them with red cabbage, corn, and tortillas. God damn it, so Bobby! So <laughs> I think I've got this. I think I think I nailed it. <laughs> So I took some tomato paste, right, and some red cabbage and corn, and I, I've I've made co- something called not your mama's kimchi, right? So hear me out. Not your mama's kimchi, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Oh my God! And I could totally see people buying the fuck out of that at like a farmers I market. Oh God, it fucking hurts my soul. That's hysterical. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. God damn it, kids. We have to get back. We. Hear me now, okay? <laughs> you have to stay inside so that we can get past this so Bobby Flay doesn't suddenly decide to start branching out his cooking skills. Yeah, no, his burger word place a, is fine. It's, it's fine. It's great. It's right. Great. Yeah. But we're at a dangerous precedent <laughs> where he starts discovering other things that are Asian and things are going to start taking a turn. Don't do it, Bobby. Like... Don't do it, Bobby. Jamie, I hope you're ready for an entire Thai menu to pop up at Bobby's Burger Place that is only focused around a peanut sauce. That's it. (laughs) That's the only guiding light. (laughs) Oh, shit. Get ready for P.F. Flays. I would fucking eat that, too. God damn it. I hope you're ready for P.F. Flays. Like, I genuinely do. Shit. I... I would hate it, and I would roll my eyes, and I would order the fuck out of it. <laughs> See, d- don't do this. Don't- <laughs> look, look, Brandon. Look, Brandon. Not- Being inside oh, no. all day has made me go insane. <laughs> I know, but goddamn, don't do this. Brandon, You're better you, than this. You, you and I purchased the network again on purpose because we've Whoa. been inside. <laughs> Time out. Purchase is a strong word. <laughs> signed up for right. using a free trial sure <laughs> but let's be clear they already had my information yeah like, that's true a mcmahon's on the goddamn cabinet yeah the idea of them not having my info fuck out of here with that they got my info <laughs> like they they know who i am that's they're not true. confused Ugh. yeah there's believe me there's a file on me somewhere and it's like doughy bitchy wrestling nerd like i i've hit the trifecta of things that like i shouldn't so long as i don't get into white nationalism i'm completely fucking harmless <laughs> as far as the government's concerned yeah yeah, yeah. like we're yeah we're good 
You don't have a Bullet Club shirt on, though. Uh, no, because I'm a self-respecting adult. <laughs> um, Matt, uh, they Matt's group when they went to that wrestling show, they all had bungee yeah. club shirts, like with like stuff from the game. And I was like, I kind of, yeah. I kind of want that because that's awesome. Don't do that. Don't no. <laughs> Did you just say that was awesome? It was kind of no. cool. It was no, cool. no, no. You are an artist, sir. There was, a, there was the Don't. thorn, and then there was the the, yeah, the but, last word, but, and no, there were like, hang on, the taken the king one, and shit. You're the one who had rallied against these pander ass mashup shirts. No, that's true. That's true. So much so that you tried to go so far past the curve that you did mashups on mashups on mashups and somehow still didn't manage to pander the right way. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> and then you have the audacity to travel across the country and see some pander-ass shirts and be like, well, that's my demo. There's, there's my Venn diagram wrestling in destiny. Brandon, there, somehow- was a, there was a skull and there were guns on it. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! You know, Jamie, not not since pickup trucks and Punisher logos have I seen a marriage so widely accepted as skulls, guns, and black t-shirts. <laughs> skulls. Oh yeah. shit! Yeah. Yep. Um. Well, we've uh. Fuck it. Let's just run long. So we had a topic today. <laughs> Did we? Yeah. Um, wow. All right. We, we have a, <laughs> we have a topic. I was thinking I drove this thing to a no, no, fucking hole. No, 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 fuck Here it. Who cares? Okay. It's going to be extra long for people to listen okay. to because they need some extra long shit because it's the 69th episode. So we're making it extra long for the people. Okay. No, right on. I get this. No, this makes sense. I did something self-servient. So, so I, I verbally masturbated. It's only fair <laughs> that we give while we receive. Exactly. So by we, all are means, a, we, we are continue. We are a, we are giving. We are, we are giving, giving podcast. We we are giving lovers. If there's anything you can say about the fucking do it cast, it's that we are very giving lovers. Yeah. So, um, you and I yeah. watched yeah. the WrestleMania this past weekend. Uh, giving's a strong word, and I'd like to caveat this right now. Yeah, that yeah. <laughs> Jamie managed to actually segue his way into a wrestling conversation. Um, <laughs> I don't know how you managed to I, just I'm a, like I'm a you goddamn your way into that. I'm a goddamn genius. <laughs> That's how. That's how. Yeah. All right. Um, so fair enough. What, uh, what? Re- wrestling has been strange these past couple weeks. I have not been watching any of the networks i've not been watching any of the things okay but they've been doing shows to empty seats which makes yes. it which makes it feel even more like a performance than it normally is like when with an audience yeah. there you can kind of pretend that the outcomes are not predetermined that that there's like the spectacle surrounding it without the audience it loses something like i i think part of the problem though is when so every week, for, for people who aren't watching, every week, the WWE, which is what we're predominantly talking about because we're segueing into WrestleMania, yeah. have been doing shows in their performance center, which is in Tampa, Florida. 
they do three shows out of this place. They do Raw, they do SmackDown, and they do uh, an NXT show. So that is um, Monday night, Wednesday night, and Friday night. You see what would normally be live performances, but at this point now, um, to the best of my understanding, they have pre-taped everything. They're observing all of the stay-at-home orders right now. So to my understanding, they've been pre-taping a ton of stuff. Yeah, they got to be running um, out soon. <laughs> right, yeah. So like when this first started, it was one of those like, hey, so we can't have live shows for anybody. Um, and when they first, when they did the first live show, or not live, but like when they did the first empty arena show, it was very tongue in cheek. And it was very like somebody ran up in the middle of like a match and caught somebody by surprise. And you hear one of the commentators go, I don't know how they managed to not see them. They must have snuck through the capacity crowd. And I, I, I like a fucking child, laughed hysterically at this thought process. It's like, this is great yeah. because to me, this is what wrestling should be is it should be very over the top and fun. It's kind and of a farce anyway. Well, I mean, it's not kind of a farce. It is a farce and it's designed, you know, like it's meant to be enjoyed. Wrestling yeah. is like any great kids show. Wrestling should have something for everybody. And when you when they got started with this, it was like, okay, cool. We can lean into the farce and we can start playing around with the idea of not having an audience. Because the best part about not having an audience is you don't have to pander to an audience. Right. So if you can let silences go, you can explore a character, you can explore a space, you can do things without needing that immediate vindication by the audience and because you don't yeah. find out about it until well afterward after the internet has decided whether or not to crucify you it's too late you don't know what works and what doesn't yeah so you just have to explore that space yeah and i really appreciated that concept so we get to you know they they did a bunch of shows leading up to it and it was not like it started off really good and then it kind of didn't get so great and then they decided to have wrestlemania that they pre-taped over two nights yeah. Uh, sorry, broadcasting over two nights. Yeah. Um, doing strictly mm. matches that were either in an empty arena or off-site on some sort of outdoor set or some sort of soundstage or what have you. So it was an experience. Yeah. Um, so the what we're going to do, uh, quick overall thoughts. We're going to go through each match and give like a, a sentence or two. And then at the okay. end, we're going we're gonna to tell the people if it was worth signing up and watching it or if our time would have been better spent playing virtual chess or something like that. So overall opinions of watching two nights of WrestleMania um, without, well, given the circumstances, given that it's been pre-taped, given that there's no audience, given that there's no like live band, given there's you know, fireworks, like the usual hoo-ha that comes along with a WrestleMania. Overall, what did what did you think? Um, WrestleMania is usually too long. The idea of pushing it over two nights was actually much easier to stomach. I appreciated the fact that they cut out a lot of the fat that they didn't need to. Um, and genuinely, as corny as corny as this is going to sound, I got to spend two nights hanging out with you online, watching something together, and I haven't spent time with anyone else like that who I haven't been living with in quite some time. 
that was actually a really welcome escape. Yeah. So I think, yes, absolutely. Like it it was, it was a really fun experience all in all. Could I pick apart matches? Yeah. I mean, and we will hopefully not too much, not too much, Um, but but yeah, I, I think it was rad. What about you? I liked, I liked that it was digestible. Like normally when we're watching mania, it's like an eight hour day. We're ordering pizza. We're ordering second round of pizza. We're, we're drinking everything and it's a Sunday night. So the next day is going to fucking suck. But like stretching it out over two days was kind of nice and digestible. And the, the interesting thing without the audience reaction, they can tell the story that they want to. Cause like, no one's booing the the face when they're trying to when they're trying to go over and do their shit. No one's right. no one's cheering for the heel when they're trying to like be an evil guy. They can tell the story that they want, so we can we can see the quality of the the story that they're trying to say. Some of them are more successful than others, but like you get you get to perform without any any of that expectation there. So like the audience does help in a lot of circumstances, but I feel like. You know, if Roman Reigns came up in a in without people booing him the entire time when he was going trying to go over as a face, he might have gone over as a face. Right. So I don't know. It was it was interesting. Uh, unfortunately, next year they're not going to split it over <laughs> two days, so we're going to have an eight hour show, and it's going to be so long. Yeah, I I don't know. Like we'll we'll figure it out next year, and and this should be a, a single thing. But um, all right, let's. Let's dig into it. Let's do some quick hits. Um, I assume you have the card up there. I have the card with me. Uh, did you okay. see there's a there was a pre-show match? Cesaro I didn't watch any of the pre-show. Drew. Okay, so we don't nope. get that one. Uh, nope, first skip match, the pre-show. Always first, skip the pre-show. <laughs> first match we saw was the tag for the Women's Tag Championship, Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus the Kabuki Warriors. Jesus Christ, I didn't know that that was their name. Um, Asuka and Kari Sane. Oh, uh, yeah. What'd you think? Um, perfectly serviceable match. Not super exciting. Um, watching it with you means I got to see your daughter watch it and (laughs) your daughter should be the prime demographic for that match. And she bailed before the thing was over. Yeah. Um, (laughs) it's really hard to go out and be the first match in a WrestleMania in general. It's even harder to be the first match on a completely empty arena show. So good on them. Um, but you know, somebody had to do it and I'm glad that they trusted them to do it. They, I thought they did well for what they were doing. I, I appreciated that you could hear them shit talk and um, coming off the gate. I think both teams did a really good uh, job of shit talking each other. Like um, Asuka, whenever she yells in Japanese at the other people, it just cracks me up. She's just like, fuck you. She can curse right. as loud as she wants to because no one can understand it. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I liked it. Um, so next up we got Elias and King Corbin. Um, don't care about this match other than this begins the first of many moments of Foley art. Oh God. Um, Yeah. Oh God. The sound (laughs) of a guitar in an empty arena crashing over someone's back is a ringtone and I want it. Uh, the, the, the hollowness of the sound and the, that flat smack and the reverberation of the strings. You don't get that. And that, that was the highlight of that match for me. Um, Becky Lynch, Shayna Baszler. Um, I don't really remember much of this match, so yeah, yep. yeah, I don't either. Actually. Yep, 
I think they need, if memory serves, it was, it was rather slow. And I think they needed an audience to play off of. They're both really good performers, but nothing really stood out to me. Yeah. So nothing negative or anything else like that. Like, I don't remember it being bad in any shape or form. Just kind of, uh, meh. yeah. Yep. Uh, and then we got Sammy and Daniel. <clears throat> um, Sammy Zane's outstanding and he is his own audience and I really appreciate that and I want to see more Shinsuke and Cesaro so I'll yeah. follow Sammy Zane into the sun. Yeah. Um, I loved yep. I loved how it I loved how it started with Sammy just completely running out of the ring every time and getting into Daniel's yeah. face and then running out. Yeah. I I think again another one that I think they really need an audience for. Sammy needs somebody to play off of. Yeah. Uh let's see. Oh, oh. The ladder match. Yeah. Um, the ladder so match. So this is worth watching like any good ladder match. Um, one, I appreciate the fact that they they had an issue where they had three tag teams that were supposed to compete in the ladder match. It's too many people. Um, yeah. Also, one of them, the Miz, uh, Morrison's partner, was sick. So they had to figure out what they were doing. They used one representative from each team, which meant it was a three-way ladder match. And all three competitors were super impressive, and it was so really good. good. So good. And if it reminds me of anything, it's when you don't have an audience, what they need to do is be more exciting in the ring and create a faster match. The slower yeah. stuff just doesn't play to a, a, a to not having an audience. You need to be impressive, even when it's just you in the ring. Yeah. Um, so yeah, worth watching, and absolutely, maybe maybe my favorite thing of the. Of that evening at the very least, but yeah. continue. So many high spots. The ladder spots are always great, even without an audience. I think you're right. Anytime they get the big guys, it's always a slower pace. And, and we both kind of went off to get popcorn or went off to get something else because yep. it was like, yeah, duh. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It, if, it's, yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of slower, <laughs> uh, we had Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins. First half of that match was boring as hell. Yep. And I think anything, like I said, anything coming after that ladder match was going to crash and burn. The fact that they knew this, they let them have a crash and burn match that ended in a DQ and then brought them <laughs> back down yes. and then had the match that they should have had. Oh, that was is, great. That is an understanding of psychology of an audience <laughs> that I wasn't aware that they had. Like I, I wanted to believe that they had and somebody back there, I assume it's Paul Heyman, Definitely understood that, like, you yeah. got to cool everybody down to heat them back up again. Oh, and yeah. Again, the sound of the bell hitting people, the sound of, yeah, like just chair shots, and then Kevin Owens doing that spot off the highest point in the arena, oh, good. which is off the top of the WrestleMania sign <laughs> through a table. By the way, if I'm not mistaken, other than the edge, like, that was the only table spot that happened ringside. Yep. Through all of WrestleMania. Which yep. is really impressive. <laughs> and the sound, again, the sound of the, the table just... Oh, Chef kiss. Yeah. Chef kiss. In an empty yep. arena, because you hear the echo and just mm, the room tone. Yep. <laughs> yep. So good. Yep. Um, yep. Okay. Uh, big strong man in Gilberg. Um, Goldberg needs to retire, and I'm glad they put it on Braun, because then they can actually have somebody else chase after him. And Yeah. Hopefully it'll be somebody cool and exciting and they'll be able to cut promos against him. And I got nothing against Braun Strowman. Like he's great. I, I think he's a little one dimensional, but he looks great. He looks the oh, part yeah. and he's he's somebody to chase after. Yeah. So I get it. Anytime you Pro put a typical WWE guy. 
Yeah. Anytime you put a strap on that guy, I mean, I'm, I'm there yeah. for it. I'm uh, here for it. Right on. Good and on. Then, and then uh, we have our first uh, theatrical spot of the two evenings. This apparently took eight hours to film and four of those were just Taker wheezing. So we have The Undertaker versus AJ Style in a boneyard bullshit. So I understand that <laughs> if if they've bothered to listen to this point, and I think maybe Marty has, or it's the way they still fast forward to it. <laughs> I'm going to give my hot take. I understand that he and Carlos both love this match over the art fight slack. Um, you and so, I are the only ones who did not. Apparently. apparently. <laughs> so uh, I'm going to apologize because I'm, I'm sure if, uh, if you know, one Keith Youngblood is listening, he's probably going to cry heresy on this and that's okay too. <laughs> um, one, let me get this out of the way. My personal feeling undertaker should have retired right after the second Shawn Michaels match. Um, so yeah. he's easily almost a decade past his, his shelf date. Um, I've, I haven't cared for an Undertaker match in forever. Um, AJ Styles is great, but I think the use of the OC or whatever they're called now, I, I don't understand the them. I, <laughs> well, yeah, he's got, his, he's got Gallows and Anderson, his like crew. And they're not the Bullet Club. They're something else or whatever yeah, it is. And yeah, yeah. It, anyway, it, it's knockoff enough that I don't fucking care. Yeah, and because was, they didn't expand anybody, like they had an opportunity to really expand the club or whatever it is. Oh they, yeah, with all those those hooded figures like coming out. Yeah, like, and I really thought that they were going to take a moment to expand the club or the brood. I it was I thought like a new brood I, yeah, or I, the Bullet Club or something something interesting. Okay, so let's let's double back um, real quick. The Undertaker coming down like an American, like the American badass, which is an old gimmick of his, blasting in Metallica, but not Kid Rock um, or Limp Biscuit. Rolling, 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 rolling. You know what? <gasps> I could have been really excited about that. If if that like, was the track that came down, I would have jumped up. That was the track that up. came down. Right, I, I'd have been like, okay, we're doing this. Da, 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 but da, da, instead, da. what we got was. Undertaker coming down, riding down the road on a motorcycle, showing up, trying to be tough and a badass and everything else like that. This is what and, you wanted. Yeah, I just, look. You know what this was? This is boomer porn. This is boomer porn. This is every fucking dentist who owns a Harley. What they think of themselves. Like I've watched too much Sons of Anarchy. Yeah, I I support the police. I've yeah. got oh, the God. fucking Punisher hoodie. Yeah, like I I you know I I live in a large city and I've never actually been hunting, but I own at least three pieces of camo. Like <laughs> lifestyle brand, man. Um, like it's it's, no, it's these these fake ass tough fucking dentists and accountants who want to be tough guys. Yeah. And Undertaker comes down in his fucking biker vest with his bandana and his leather pants and you know weak ass Metallica the song. Metallica. There, yeah, there it was, was a candy ass Metallica song. Like if you're if By the you're, way. Oh. They 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 didn't pay for the Metallica song past that one night by the way. Oh wow. Yeah, when they re-showed that that match on on regular TV, they didn't it didn't actually have the Metallica Damn. song. But yeah, so like when you when you pick an entrance song, you need something that has like a good hook from the beginning, like a like da 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 da, or like a glass, like something that that grabs you. And all I heard was like like 
smooth rhythm yeah. from like, you know, l- yeah. load or yeah. reload era Metallica. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The siren song of the 46 year old white guy. Yeah, yeah. That's what this was. This wasn't for us. Like, please understand. Like, because please bear in mind too, if this was a match between Taker and Kofi, this could have been directed by Jordan Peele. Like, because it's this side of a horror film. Oh, fuck. Oh, I want to see that one. (laughs) No, I don't. I don't want to see this fucking dentist pretend want to be badass slowly chasing down a black guy through a fucking graveyard and then slowly beating him and throwing him off of things that he spends 46 minutes getting on top of like <laughs> i don't need this you you didn't you didn't find the uh the taker climbing the stairs to be compelling content <laughs> it took two and a half minutes for him to climb a fucking ladder <laughs> But but he's the Boy, American. Boy, you don't made me do this. He's he's the American One badass. One at a time. I'm gonna come after you. <laughs> I'm gonna come get you. Like <laughs> it's like being chased down. Like honestly, you know what it is? It's like if if Arlie Ermy voiced the hungriest caterpillar. Oh, shit. <laughs> like it's real imposing, but you know you're not in any real danger. I ate me a cherry. I yeah, ate me like, a peach. Right, yeah, like all you hear off in the distance is just, I tell you what, I'm not someone, come on, I'm gonna fuck you up. You better know that some point along the way, if you keep walking on a regular pace, I'm gonna never get you. I was just like, God damn, no, no, no. And and if you looked at the internet, people were comparing this to like the Matt Hardy thing, saying that like Matt Hardy walked so Taker and AJ could run. And I was like, what the fuck are we watching? You must have a different channel on because I don't get it. I'd, I'd like to remind everybody that the bar that we're setting, by the way, the thing that they're comparing it to, Matt Hardy had a boat that he named Skarsgård. <laughs> this is our bar. <laughs> like, like, please know, Matt Hardy took, took like animals like a giraffe and <laughs> claim that the souls of former presidents were inside of them. Like nowhere in this weird, like sons of anarchy written by Kurt Sutter, like GoBots ass version of an FX TV show that I watched. Did I see any sort of creativity other than motorcycle guy tough? Motorcycle guy show up on motorcycle. Motorcycle guy play song by a band you recognize from when you were a teenager. Motorcycle guy beat the crap out of a guy much younger than him. Motorcycle guy control the underworld or kind of the underworld. Motorcycle guy somehow overcome all odds and can't be stopped. Motorcycle guy somehow has teleportation powers that yeah, we weren't I, aware of. There should have which, been a lightning way, hit or something. No, what it should have been is something that he used multiple times that I didn't have to spend fucking six minutes of my life watching him climb a goddamn ladder. <laughs> what it should have been is him 
down on the ground and him going, boy, you think you can hide from me? And then teleport to the top of the roof and then have AJ Styles go, holy shit, where'd you come from? <laughs> yeah, and yeah. then <laughs> set the precedent that The Undertaker can teleport yeah. instead of us having him do this slow as by the way if you want a better version of this you can watch the movie see no evil starring his quote-unquote brother glenn jacobs as the bad guy as he hunts after southern teenagers and overcomes <laughs> all odds we oh did God. this yeah yeah like i voluntarily have watched the marine four and i'm telling you right now it is a cinematic masterpiece starring the Miz over what I fucking watched that first night. And if you genuinely enjoy that and you're comparing that to the old school Matt Hardy TNA stuff, you are fooling yourself. The only comparisons <laughs> are poor accents and the fact that it's filmed on a soundstage that involves some sort of background. You know what it looked like? It looked like it was filmed at Mar-a-Lago. It's the oh, goddamn ooh. maintenance shed of a golf course. Yeah. It's like literally I was waiting for at some point along the way to see Bill Murray hunting fucking gophers <laughs> and bushwood in this place. Like, Oh, Jesus. It, it, yeah. I, I just, yeah, it's bad and they should be ashamed of it. And it was by no comparison, good. no good. Right. Yeah. And like, no, 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 fuck no, no. And frankly, I challenge, I'll gladly watch it. I got the network for a couple more weeks at least. Yeah. I will gladly hop on a Zoom call. We can record another one of these and I'll sit down with whomever and you can try and watch this shit with me and you can defend this <laughs> fucking boring ass movie with me because I don't understand how you defend it. It's bad. It's just plain bad. Anyway. Awful. All Sorry. right. So, that, do, that's... do you have anything to add now that I've railroaded over no, that? No, no, I agree okay. 100%. I do not understand what the rest of the internet was watching. God damn it. But there, there we go. I, I wholeheartedly agree. And it was a letdown for the first night. And we both left it going kind of like, all right, we're going to do this again tomorrow. Yeah. 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 I love that we got done that match and you look at me and we're like, are you sure you want to join tomorrow? <laughs> Um, all right, so next day, uh, we start off yeah. with Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley. Wow. Yeah, super good. Wow. Hazel, uh, Hazel watched it the whole way through. She was captivated. <laughs> they were amazing. Rhea Ripley is amazing. Like, yes. That undercut, holy shit. Like, uh, yeah, no, uh, total swoon, uh, for one and, uh, yeah. two really, really, really great match. Well done. Yeah. Both, both competitors. Yeah. It's, it's great to see someone like Charlotte size and, and they can, they play off very well against each other. Like great way to kick it off. Um, yeah. uh, let's see. Alistair Black and Bobby Lashley. Um, I sure do like Alistair Black's kick. Yeah. That's about it. I felt um, like I feel bad for anybody who has to take on Bobby Lashley. He's boring as fuck. Yeah, I feel like this is one of those matches that it's it was slower and it really needed something like an audience, but by itself it was just bleh. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Otis and Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> I will watch Otis in fucking everything. <laughs> it was so everything. 
It was so good. I have no idea who the fuck Otis is, but like they played the the lead up to the whole match, and I was like, all right, I'm I'm emotionally invested in this for some reason. <laughs> it was so good. Not for some reason, because they literally spent they pandered out the shittiest announcer they possibly could to spend a good part of that match basically talking about how a fat guy isn't able to get an attractive woman at all and leaned into it like he was a fucking like he read lines from revenge of the nerds <laughs> like he really did yeah like i genuinely i would seriously expect him to be in an 80s movie and just be like looking off as you know as some as Chris Farley gets the hot girl at the end of fucking Tommy Boy, yeah, and yeah. just having him in the back in his letter in his letter jacket, just being like, "Wait, but no, he's fat and she's hot. Like that doesn't you can't make a Reese's cup out of fat guys and hot chicks." Like, goddamn yeah. JBL. So, yeah, um, fuck JBL and everything he stands for, and I'll brawl for all his ass. I got no problem with that. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, kids. You owe it to yourself. If you haven't watched uh, Dark Side of the Ring, you should really go watch that. Uh, that Vice show is super good. Yeah. Any hoozle. Um, they did the Brawl for All match uh, one the other night, and it's real good. Nice. Um, yeah. Next up. Uh, um, yep. Uh, Edge and Randy Orton. Oh. Um, that has a lot of really good stuff in it and could have easily been... Do you have a runtime for that match at all in your description? Uh, 36, you don't have to look it up. 36 minutes and 30, 35 seconds. That match was 20 minutes too long. Yeah. If it was shorter, you still could have gotten your shit in. You still could have given us a tour of the yep. Performance Center. Um, when when we were watching it, they were going into the back back room where they have a lot of the props we were hoping for cooler props, like old school stuff, like Honky Tonk's last guitar, like the urn, anything, like anything interesting. We didn't get that. Yeah, no, I, I, that was, it was a lot of fun and it was exactly what it needed to be and it needed an audience and I think it needed to be a lot faster. But um, yeah. yeah, other than other than my complaint about it being too slow, um, really good spots by yeah. guys and yeah. uh, a ton of fucking respect to both of them for Edge actually can still get a good it. match out. Yeah. And fucking, I love when Randy Orton actually gives a, sh- gives a shit. Oh he's yeah. Really good when he gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he was, he was doing great work. I, they were both doing great work. They just needed to stop. Yep. <laughs> um, All right. Anyway, street profits, uh, versus, uh, the, not the street profits, uh, angel Garza, Austin theory with Zelina um, Vega. This was the tag uh, so, the tag match. Yeah, this was this was this the was other a, tag match. This was a lot of fun. The only thing that I can say is I will watch Montez Ford do anything. WrestleMania. Um, yeah, him screaming WrestleMania like a fucking idiot is one of my favorite things. And I hope <laughs> that's the meme that they use. Like, I hope him screaming WrestleMania is the thing that they do for every promo for next year's WrestleMania is just him screaming it and then them just doing just spot after spot after spot after spot and then just the crowd screaming and then him again behind. Like, literally, you could, like, ghost him in there like that weird, like, shadow flag Yeah, yeah, as somebody plays a national anthem and just have Montez Ford just going, WrestleMania! I, I love that guy. His energy is infectious. Like, I was excited. Yes. I had no idea who the fuck he was, and I got excited watching that match. Just, like, when he yelled WrestleMania, I wanted to yell WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, I, so, 
Yeah, I, I, that's really where I'm at. Is uh, Montez Ford uh, is is Bay, and uh, I'll accept no substitutes. So good. Uh, next up, we had Bailey, Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. Tamina, Tamina, Tam- Tamina. Uh, Tamina and uh, Fatal Five Way. Uh, yep. Okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. You know what? I I I will say this. Um, I am really impressed with how far Bailey's come as a character. I like that they're finally building the idea of there being a bit of a uh, a split between her and Sasha. I think it's it's about fucking time. Yeah. Uh, Naomi, I absolutely love. Oh, she's um, awesome. She's super awesome. I really can't wait for her to get another run. Um, I really would love to see them explore her character a bit more. Yeah. Because um, I think she, there's a lot of meat on that bone. And yeah, yeah. we haven't actually had her be able to cut a ton of promos that I've personally seen. I'm sure there are ones out there. I'm sure there are people who could yell at me and send me things. I would love to see more of her developing a, a character on the mic. Yeah. Because um, she, really she's like great. Her. She's got great moves. Yeah. You know. Um, to me, I've never really cared for, and I don't find it to be all that impressive. And frankly, in this new era of really impressive women's wrestlers, um, I think she's a step behind everybody else. Just and, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. Um, and as far as Lacey Evans goes, um, I liked it better when it was Liberty Bell, and <laughs> I don't care for her. I don't think she's all that physically impressive. I don't like her character. Mm-hmm. I don't find her interesting. More importantly, I don't hate her. I just want to turn her off. Yes. Yeah. Which is exactly what you don't want. So, yeah. yep. Okay. Anywho. Uh, next up was the Firefly Funhouse match with the Fiend Bray Wyatt and John Cena. Yeah. If, if we hated the Taker thing the previous night, we fucking loved this. <laughs> this was weird. And I'm unclear okay so here's my only issue with this was it really a match i don't think so it didn't feel like a match it felt like a it's a really great segment yeah it felt like an extended segment like like uh i don't know how else to describe it fucking wild yeah i want more of it yeah um you know the idea of yeah i i saw a goddamn thing about like about how this is finally John Cena's heel turn. I'm like, oh god damn it! No, don't don't do this. Don't, <laughs> no, don't do this. No, like no. no. I <sighs> the um his John Cena's Instagram the next day was nothing but photos of Bray Wyatt. I know he, Bray Wyatt took over his Instagram. It was fucking genius. <laughs> yeah, whoever I don't know if Cena was in charge of that. I don't know if Bray was in charge of that. Whoever made the decision to do that. Yeah. is really smart and really well done and it, it was like that it was weird it had nostalgia which as smarks always gets us but like yeah it it was it, it was just weird enough to just kind of hook you and like nicole doesn't know any of that shit but it seemed like she yeah. was way more into it than the taker thing oh uh, she was super into it and the idea you know we talked about it afterward and basically because it felt like kind of a fever dream you couldn't look away Oh, yeah. And that was really the thing is like, even if you didn't necessarily know all the references, you wanted to know what the hell was going to happen next because it felt like it was just constantly escalating. By the way, can I quick aside? My favorite thing 
is the idea of them doing the old school 80s promos with Bray and <laughs> Cena. Johnny Big the Muscles. Brothers. Yes, and Johnny Big Muscles and just... I, I, My favorite part too. Just that... Unicorn. That felt like the most, and I know I'm wearing the shirt right now, it felt like the most South Paul regional wrestling experience <laughs> ever. Like, it really did. Like it was it, glorious. It was so fucking good. Yeah, like genuinely, if Bray Wyatt and Johnny Muscles had called out Chad Too Bad and Tex Ferguson <laughs> for the tag belts, I would have been here for all of this. Like Yeah. 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 I, I don't it wasn't a, a Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I wish that's what they were doing right now. I wish they were on a soundstage literally just filming fucking Weird south paul as if it's raw just li- just south raw regional wrestling <laughs> and just fucking fill it in and do the thing i'm here for all of it yeah like uh when um we watch glow the 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 revival show on netflix and there was like one episode where they showed just all of the skits that they would do on an episode. Yes. I feel like yeah. if, if they did uh, like a Raw or a SmackDown, that was just all the weird skits that they did that yep. like build characters and do story arcs and thing. I, th- I think they got a hit because whatever yeah. that Firehouse, Firefly, Firefly, Firefly Funhouse thing. Yeah. F- fucking 10 out of 10. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was something else after that, wasn't there? Uh, match of the night, Drew McIntyre and Bork Laser. Yep. Yep. It was yep. Uh, four minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> uh, I'm good with that, frankly. Yeah. That's what that match needed to be. Yeah. It was, it was good. Drew looked great. Uh, I kind of wish there was a larger audience for that because that, that, like that felt like a moment. Like that felt like a thing that had been building for years and it felt like it's about goddamn time. Um, yeah I'm curious where they go from here and what happens next and what have you so I, I'm I'm into it yeah. I'm into it I'm here for it alright Brandon so do you yep. think over the two nights it was worth nine ninety nine? um no <laughs> <laughs> no I, I don't honestly um because frankly, they're going to end up giving that away anyway on Raws and SmackDowns and everything else like that. But also, I think WrestleMania is a great experience for you to try out the network and see whether or not there's anything of interest there. But I think this one especially is not worth spending the $10 on. Yeah. I think you can be able to hop on YouTube at a certain point and it'll all be up there. And they're going to be looking for people to watch the regular things. So they're going to show everything over again. Yeah, the Firefly, so, the Firefly is definitely going up somewhere. Yeah, uh, so do I think that you should eventually enjoy the Firefly Funhouse stuff and what have you? Yeah, I do. I think it's at a certain point that's a super good idea. But other than that, eh, I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah, if, if there was going to be an event to, to get new subscribers, it's usually Mania. It's either Rumble or Mania, and I don't I think... Would say, I think you need to have friends. The way to get a new wrestling watcher is to get a bunch of people over a place, provide somebody with food, and put on the rumble. 
Rumble is great. Rumble is Rumble's always- a great way for you to find somebody that you like and root for people and be able to get into things. Yeah. Yeah, I, I kind of agree I with that. I will forever sing the praises of Rumble. I, I kind of agree with that because even a bad Rumble is a, is a fun Rumble. Right. Yeah. And, and yep. this, as, as fun as the, the Firefly thing was, and as fun as Montez Ford running around yelling uh, <laughs> WrestleMania, <laughs> I, yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is, if this is going to work for them again. <laughs> no, and the plus side with the Rumble is that some of the other matches are slower, so you have the ability to have people chit-chat and ask questions about who is that and what have you. And you can have people casually watching, and because also now there's the Women's Rumble. Oh, yeah. It's not just a bunch of sweaty dudes doing it. Yeah. You get to have introduction of a ton of things, so it becomes less of sweaty guy dude bros doing this and more of a wrestling is a lot of fun and is meant to be enjoyed. And, you know, I think probably let, if you want to sell somebody on wrestling, on wrestling, show them the John Oliver segment about wrestling being better than what you're into. Oh yeah. Because he sells it perfectly. And if you want to give somebody a fun experience of watching wrestling, watch the rumble. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right, Brandon. Uh, I think that's it. I think we've done it. <laughs> we've given the people lots of stuff to listen everything to. Everything they ever wanted. That's <laughs> what we did, Jamie. We gave them everything they ever wanted, ever. Absolutely everything. All right. Yep. Uh, where can people find you, Brandon? You can find me on Instagram at that guy Chalmers. Uh, you can find me as well on Instagram, Jamie Noguchi, uh, Twitter, Angry Zen Master, and uh, wherever you find this podcast. And uh, yep. yeah, that's it. Bye. Bye, kids. Stay safe. Stay the fuck inside. <laughs> yeah.